From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou, real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. Today's episode is called Sustainable Today. We often think about sustainability in terms of science, but it's actually much more complicated than that. Sustainability intersects with science, culture, technology, and even art. Joining Chancellor Cartwright to talk about the comprehensive nature of sustainability and some of the initiatives happening across the Mizzou community are Dan Yuhas, a PhD student in rural sociology who is also an intern with the Mizzou Botanical Garden, and Mr. Raghu Raghavan, the manager of MU's sustainability office. Thank you all for being here. It's We're great. happy to have you. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. First of all, I mentioned that sustainability isn't just about the environment. It's much bigger than that. So I think it would be helpful to provide some clarity for our listeners. What is the difference between sustainability and environmentalism? I want to begin by stating the most popular definition for sustainable development, which comes from the Brundtland Commission, which states that sustainable development is meeting the needs of the present without jeopardizing the needs of future generations. So what does this mean? Uh, what this means is we have to live responsibility, responsibly with the resources that we currently have and distinguishing very carefully between want and need. Environmentalism has a perception that it focus, has a very narrow focus, uh, a very exclusive focus on environmental issues, whereas sustainability looks at issues with a much broader perspective. It also takes into consideration socioeconomic issues. So that is one of the, uh, sustainability includes environmentalism and looks at systemic and structural issues within society. The environmental issues that we see are frequently a, a symptom of a broader socioeconomic dysfunction. And if we were to address these dysfunctions, then frequently the environmental issues would also be fixed. Thank you. Um, something so complex can sometimes be difficult to study or measure. Um, what are some ways we understand and measure sustainability? So I want to address uh, measuring sustainability within the higher education context. The tool that we used to benchmark sustainability is the Sustainability Tracking Assessment and Rating System, STARS. This is the most popular tool for benchmarking sustainability in higher education in the U.S. and Canada. To give you an idea of the complexity, it has 65 categories. These categories are broadly divided under academics and research, engagement, operations, planning and administration. Points are awarded based on performance in each of these categories. Depending on points scored, a rating of platinum, gold, silver, bronze are certified as awarded. You may be sur uh, surprised to know that we currently hold a gold rating in STARS. We lead the SEC in points scored this is pretty good. We're doing better than schools with far more resources than us. Dan, do you have anything you would like to add? Any thoughts? I'd like to get back to the first question, if I could, because I feel it's a very important question. And for those of us that, that have been studying sustainability or teaching it in, in some form or other, I find it to be the, the single greatest challenge to, to get people to, to care. Um, so we, I agree completely with, with Raghu. Um, we have to extend our thinking be beyond the environment. 
Um, one way that we've done this is by um, expanding on our language. There's, there's a term out there that we've been using lately. It's called regenerative. Uh, my past university, I, was, um, I got my master's there, and I also uh, did some teaching. Um, the Center for Regenerative Studies, and that was just another term for uh, sustainability. Um, we brought together uh, many faculty from many departments and put together a curriculum for, for undergrads and master's students um, pertaining to regenerative economics, regenerative culture, and something that, that has gained a lot of traction, uh, regenerative agriculture. Um, regenerative agriculture is, is, a, is an approach towards uh, rebuilding soils. Um, farmers and scientists have uh, discovered the importance of soils that can renew nutrients. And at the Mizzou Botanical Garden, we take that a, a step further. Um, we look at the web of life. We, we realize the importance of pollinators. So thus, you know, our, our effort to, to bring beekeeping onto campus and um, our efforts to, to, to recreate the, um, the, um, the, the monarch butterfly habitat. Um, let me offer a, a couple of solid examples about how we are extending beyond the environment. Um, um, the, the, the public supports sustainability without a direct link to the environment. One is food. Um, folks are now asking where their food comes from. That's not a real environmental question. They're asking how is it produced. So ultimately, you know, without uh, being specific, they're asking are the animals being treated humanely? Are the workers treated fairly? Um, was there any harm to the environment? So um, another example that I can think of is um, plastics. And they, they're not asking the same questions about plastics, but they're asking where are these plastics going? More and more people are realizing they're ending up in the ocean. As a result, people are now um, across the country banning the use of plastic bags. So slowly but surely, I think we're, we're drifting away from um, this, this direct connect between sustainability and the environment. If I can tag on to that, so what is the end game of sustainability? The end game of sustainability is to build and live in a healthy community for all. And here I want to emphasize all. So the end game of sustainability is a, a healthy community for all of us. So a healthy environment and a healthy society. So that's essentially the end game of sustainability. Then on measurement as well, you'd asked um, <clears throat> about measurement. <clears throat> I, I think that we limit ourselves when we look strictly at measurement. Um, because what we're measuring is harm, and ultimately we're trying to reduce that harm. Um, if we want to create positive change, we're looking at um, improving the quality. So we look at qualitative research. Measurement comes from quantitative research, but quality improvement comes from qualitative research, thus regenerative studies, the ability to, to look at things that are improving. Um, and if I can add uh, food as an example here again, um, if we look at measurements, we're measuring the harm, harmful effects that agriculture can have, um, the, the amount of inputs that it takes. If we look at what regenerative agriculture is proposing, they're tapping into the potential of improving soils, the, the benefit of having healthy soil, healthy organisms, healthy habitats for pollinators. So we have to sh perhaps shift our thinking or include both qualitative research with quantitative research. Thank you both for your thoughts. Um, Chancellor Cartwright, um, recently Mizzou was ranked the number two university in the country for generating on-site renewable energy by the EPA. That's fantastic. Can you talk a little bit more about the role sustainability plays across campus and the community? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Raghu and Dan have done a great job of, of talking about, you know, some of the things that are going on on the, on the campus. Um, I'd like to emphasize that uh, what you heard was that this uh, connection between education, research, engagement, uh, all of the things that we're doing to, to have this become part of, of the entire campus. And it's that connection between multiple disciplines across the university that allows us to really think holistically about what sustainability is. And we have people in all of our disciplines actually interested in, in what is happening in sustainability. Um, the ag agriculture that Dan mentioned, uh, you know, our, our Forage Systems Research Center, for example, they really are looking at how do we more effectively use land? What's the way we uh, have our cattle grazing? Um, and this is something that has uh, really impacted and, and changed a lot of how people are are, are raising uh, cattle and rotating where they are in the land and making sure that that enables that we'll we'll have a healthy um, ecosystem for our for our farmers and ranchers into the into the future. Thank you, um, Dan. This this next question is for you, and thank you for bringing those uh, lovely calendars there. So Mizzou has many unique features. Um, in fact, our campus is an actual living botanical garden. And we are one of only 64 campuses to be a certified Bee Campus U USA, which recognizes how bee-friendly we are. Um, Dan, you work with the Mizzou Botanical Garden every day. What does the garden mean to our campus, and what kind of impact does it have for all of us here? First of all, I'd like to add on to the the, the role that uh, the Mizzou Botanical Garden plays in the collaborative uh, efforts here on campus because many of their projects have been re the direct result of uh, successful collaborations between students, staff, and faculty. Um, we take our, our responsibility um, to the people of Missouri very seriously there at the Mizzou Botanical Garden. We support our mis the mission of the university. Um, we really encourage the students to take the lead on a, many of these projects. Uh, for example, beekeeping was started by students that uh, saw the benefits of, of um, bee pollinators on campus. Um, and thus, we have two beehives on campus. Um, students also initiated uh, the effort to educate school children in, in the local area about the importance of pollinators. And I've got uh, handouts here of the, of the very things that we hand out to to young folks. Um, we want them to, to learn at a very young age the importance of pollination. Um, I want to uh, add to that the other things that the Mizzou Botanical Garden has um, collaborated with, both uh, countywide and statewide, um, grow native, um, uh, native prairie restoration, um, a children's grove, which uh, stresses the importance of um, uh, orchards and, um, and landscapes to the health of uh, children. Um, we were the first signatory of the Mizzou Invasive Species Pledge and a founding member of the Missourians for Monarchs. Um, as, as far as um, what, the, what the feeling is on campus, um, there's, there's a great sense of pride. We have a very beautiful campus here. Um, but I think that um, the sense is that we all have something to do with it. Um, there's a sense of belonging. Uh, sense of ownership and responsibility in staff, faculty, and um, uh, and the organizations. Um, so when the students take the lead, the, the Mizzou Botanical Garden wants to support them, and these projects are useful both inside and outside of the classroom. And we'd like to look at it as a living laboratory, not just for for plant life, but also for social life on campus. And this is the same sort of attitude we want to 
approach with with our new community gardens on campus. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I mean, I would second a lot of what Dan said there in terms of if you look at our gardens around the campus and we get to enjoy it every day, we get to see the beauty, we, we get to really uh, cherish what it means to be on the Mizzou campus. And anybody who visits here, one of the first things they notice is just the, the, the real uh, connection that we have to nature on this campus and how much we value it. Uh, so it, it really adds to what we're doing as an institution. Um, can you touch a little bit on the uh, George Washington Carver Community Garden? Uh, certainly, certainly. That is part of a, a larger initiative from the from the Mizzou um, Botanical Garden. Um, it's got three parts to it. Um, the whole purpose is to acknowledge the uh, inequalities inherent in our food system. Uh, we do need to address that. Uh, one aspect of that is we have an under, undergraduate course in rural sociology that looks at the social issues of, of agriculture. Uh, second aspect is we try to host, uh, we haven't yet, host special events, uh, guest speakers, and whatnot. Uh, and the third part, the part that I'm most heavily involved in, is the establishment of the community gardens. Um, all three of them, each of them named after a prominent African-American, George Washington Carver, of course, himself. Um, this would be our second full year of this project, um, at least this, the, the gardens themselves. Um, last year, we broke ground on the Henry Kirkland Garden, which is over at uh, University Heights. Uh, we installed some raised beds there. This is the first year that we're looking forward to actually having a growing season. So we're, we're looking to uh, install some fencing, uh, put in some tool sheds, um, and then get some seeds in the ground and start growing. Um, very soon, we want to have a, a second a garden established at the Terra Apartments on Ashland. Um, and we want these these gardens to, to be very interactive and collaborative, very much in line with the, the other projects that we've had on campus. We want students and faculty uh, and staff to, to have a sense that, that these are theirs as well. Um, we're going to try some different things at the gardens. Um, and we, we don't... We realize that the, the brunt of the growing season is when... Um, students aren't here. So we're going to try to to see what we can do about getting workshops, social events, um, getting getting plants that will uh, harvest um, in the spring and the fall. Uh, and we want this to be just as meaningful a project as the other projects that we have at the Mizzou Botanical Garden. And we want people to be just as proud of this as they are everything else. Mm-hmm. Regu, are there other projects that you are aware of that uh, you'd like to talk about today? Well, we want to make progress on all 65 categories that we have under STARS. So uh, we are working closely with faculty to increase the sustainability content within curriculum. Um, This is not an easy challenge, but we do have a lot of motivated faculty on Mm -hmm. campus that we work with and are interested in pursuing these topics. So uh, I'm very optimistic. as far as the direction in which Mizzou is heading in terms of uh, incorporating sustainability within curriculum. Um, that is one of, uh, our, one of my office's major initiatives, along with uh, working with uh, other faculty. Mm-hmm. So that's what uh, we're also looking to improve uh, recycling here on campus. So I'm currently working with a group uh, call, with an ADZU, which you may be familiar mm-hmm. with, So they're helping us craft messaging for uh, recycling here on campus. 
Uh, we work with a lot of students in my office, uh, a lot of their capstone projects, uh, again, to improve recycling on campus. Uh, we worked with uh, student groups uh, in the industrial engineering department to help us with our recycling logistics. So improving recycling on campus is another uh, major push from within my office. Mm -hmm. For those of you who aren't aware, ADZU is a marketing firm actually in our journalism school that actually works with a lot of industrial partners and, and it's great to see that they're also working on the campus with us to be better at our marketing. This this is my office's third project with ADSU. Oh, so terrific. We, yes. And with I have communications say, and marketing yes. coming up. I have to say your, your reach is there because I was just in a conversation the other day with someone and mm. they said that they knew you from Summer Welcome. You had visited their Summer Welcome group and were talking about how important it was that we recycle here on campus in the dining halls with our takeout trays and things of that nature. So, Yeah, yeah we're, we're making progress and uh, we're happy and proud to partner with ADSU. Thank you. Well, thank you all again for being here today. Uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. One more thing before we all leave. Um, why did the cell phone need glasses? I give up. No, no idea. It lost its contacts. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. We'll have to work on that for those jokes. <laughs> Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is Forest Park Rhapsody, composed by MU undergraduate and music composition major Ben Calagiovanni. You can find more information about Ben and his piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. Make sure to join us next time and keep an eye out for the Chancellor's newsletter to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Inside Mizzou. See you around the columns.